What up? Yo, yo. How's it going, dude? It's going well. How you doing? Good. You're repping well, huh? Oh, yeah. Just I got home like 30 minutes ago. Where's your cross oh. green hat? <laughs> right there in the closet. He's, he's keeping just... it pretty. Yeah, I got to keep it pretty for when I'm start freaking hitting bombs for 450, you know? <laughs> oh, man. How are you guys doing tonight? Dude, I'm doing really well. Did I tell you that my sister-in-law gave me a soundboard for my birthday? No. Yeah, she was like trying to get excited about the podcast and everything. And so she she went and bought this soundboard. And I'm like, that's really nice of you. It's very thoughtful. But it's Did like she listen? No. Oh. But it like it like makes uh like cheering sounds and Stage laughter and things well, let's like hear that. It. Like, let's hear it. That's in the box, dude. I didn't even pull it out. Oh my hell, dude! You gotta, get, you gotta bust that thing out. That's gonna be that's gonna be money, dude. All right, here you go. <clears throat> <laughs> I need like one of those uh, ones that like claps after my takes. I think for for that reason alone, maybe I should keep it and use it. We can return it. Confidence booster. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Return a gift? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Happy birthday, sweet. I'm going to get like 50 bucks out of this. <laughs> I thought that's what we do in this day and age. No. People, people give you a gift I, and then and you take it back. Oh, that's a different term that I'm not going to use on the podcast. Uh, you're talking about um, re- re-gifting. Oh, yeah, I don't read gifts either. <laughs> That's the term you were thinking of, right? Yeah, exactly. That was it. That was exactly, it. exactly, exactly. By the way, that's going to be a fucking disaster trying to throw <laughs> something together for the intro. <laughs> It'll be all right. We'll put in, we'll put in some, uh, some pig noises and <laughs> bacon sizzles. Some bacon sizzling. It'll be perfect. Should we get this thing going? Let's do it, bro. You ready, Andrew? Born ready. I like to gig frogs, like the good hogs, like to swim in the creek with my bird dog. Uh This is the country boy song. Chew it up, spit it out, crack a cold one and tilt it back. I'm tired of these city boys running their mouth. If the truck gets stuck, I ain't pulling them out. If you got a dip in your lip, help me sing along. This is the Country Boy song. Good day or bad, there's always time to be social. Welcome to the Social Hall Podcast. My name is Christian Judd. Seated across from me virtually, as always, Sandra McCullough. What's up, man? Not much. How you doing, man? Man, it's been... A week so far. What an exciting weekend. Oh yeah. We we've got we've got a um you know favorite fan favorite returner coming to talk about it. Who'd you bring with you, Andrew? Uh, I brought the one and only uh QB two, Bryson Barnes. What's up, Bryson? Not much. How you guys doing? Doing really well. I'm surprised you Living didn't uh you didn't introduce him as the 
our beloved pig farmer, the Prince of Pigs. Prince of, Prince of Pigs. <laughs> Rice yeah, he's like, I, I've had enough of this. I'm out. <laughs> Dude, the first time that we had you on the podcast, so we asked you if it's ever gotten old. So that was like a year. That was like a year ago, though. He's he's heard a lot more jokes <laughs> in that amount of time. Uh, Bryson, man, thank you for coming back. No, I'm happy to be back on with you guys. We're so glad to have you. So, um, you had a football game on Saturday. We did. Headed over to Boulder. Yeah, it was a pretty important game. It was a very important game. It was. Well, uh, let's let's start with that. Why was it important? I mean, Colorado—they're well, one in—they were like one in ten, right? Yep. Uh, working off loss Oregon, which we thought kind of dashed our title hopes. But lo and behold, a little ray of uh, sunshine, the, the, the narrowest of uh, paths forward to, <laughs> to go back to defend our title, uh, Utah needed... 12.4%, 12, 12. wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Utah needed four separate games to go their way. Um, starting with Friday, they needed uh, Cal to beat... Or, sorry, UCLA to beat Cal. Um I think most people felt good about that game. You know, Cal's not very good. UCLA is a much improved team, very good. Um, of course, Utah on Saturday needed to beat Colorado head-to-head, right? If we lose to Colorado, there's obviously, uh, you know, there was no path forward. Um, we also needed Washington um, to beat Washington State in the Apple Cup, which, again, Washington was favored. Um, you know, we kind of felt like Washington had that game going into it the one that that was really the wait 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 uh, before, before yeah. you move on from there though yeah. that game it was it was only in the end where it seemed like a sure thing though oh yeah that was like that the was last few game. minutes Back that was a hell of a game to watch bryson did you were you guys watching that game like on the plane or did they have tv or or you know were you guys yeah. tuned into that washington washington state game <laughs> So yeah, I mean, some some people got on the plane, they went to sleep. Uh, I know, just in my row and the, I did the two rows behind me that I could see. You know, we had the kind of the game pulled up. Uh, we seen the end of the, I believe it was LSU South Carolina game, and then mm-hmm. it turned into the Washington Washington State game, and so that was kind of what we were watching. And we see we we got home, and I mean, I stayed up till however late that was, kind of watching was the after game. Midnight. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was late. Oh yeah, it was a late game, and I mean, it was it was pretty tight there for a bit. But I like I think it just came down to who won the third down conversion battle at the end of the day. Washington State was like below fifty percent, while UW was like above seventy five percent. Yeah, yeah. So, so hold hold that thought, and and go ahead and continue, Andrew, with the Oregon Oregon State. Yeah, that was the one game that you know we needed a quote unquote upset. Um, going into the game, we needed uh, Oregon State to to beat Oregon. Um, you know, Oregon was favored, I think, like two and a half, three and a half points, something like that, um, before kickoff. Um, you know, all week they were favored by about a field goal. Um, they were on the road playing in Corvallis, and that was kind of the one game where it kind of felt like, okay, if 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 things aren't going to go our way, this is the game that's going to give us troubles. And uh, through about uh, three and a three three and three quarters of a quarter, uh, somewhere about there, about five minutes left to go in the, in the third quarter. Um, Oregon was taking care of business. I think it was something like 
like 35, 17 or something along those lines. And um, or maybe even like 35, 10, something, something, you know, a pretty big margin. Um, and then Oregon state uh, proceeds to, to make a, a dramatic comeback, a comeback, which did not have them uh, even throwing the ball. They, they, they ran the ball. In fact, I don't think they threw the ball uh, at all in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, but Oregon State, they, you know, they no, their, Oregon, uh, Oregon only scored the one field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I, I'm saying I don't think Oregon State even threw the ball. I think they oh, ran yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which when you're trying to make, do a comeback, you know, you're typically throwing the ball a lot. You want to stop yeah. the clock. You want to, um, but that game was going on at the same time as the Utah Colorado game. And so I, I, I know that in the stadium they were like given updates. You know, because there were a couple of times where they showed, you know, the, the scoreboard with the Oregon-Oregon State game. But, Bryson, did you guys kind of have a feeling of what was going on in that Oregon-Oregon State game? Um, I mean, obviously, I know you're, you were actually playing at the same time, but, you know, we heard that they were kind of announcing some scores as the as the game progressed. What was what was your perspective on that? Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely kind of changes things when you're up 42-0 to zero at halftime, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're able to kind of, I mean, not, I would, I wouldn't say lose focus, but for the majority of guys who weren't, who were done playing for the day, you know, they were kind of keeping up on what was going on there. But yeah, I mean, kind of anytime you're playing it, uh, playing at all, I mean, they're always putting up like out of town scores and different things of that nature. And so we kind of knew what was going on. I, I'm so like, we go in at halftime, you know, we're blowing them out. We know all the backups and everybody's going to be, be going in and, I think Oregon, like Andrew said, you know, they were up by a pretty large margin. We're going like, crap, man, this sucks. And then sure enough, as our game progressed, things got better for us. So, <laughs> yeah. What a wild well, yeah, talk, turn of events. Yeah, talk to us at the end of that game. Did you guys, did you guys feel confident? I mean, like once, once we knew Oregon had lost, you guys had won. Um, we obviously knew UCLA had taken care of business the day prior. Yeah, one game to go, which we already talked about. Were you guys feeling pretty good? Were you like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to defend our crown? Um, you know, or, or what was the thought process in the locker room? Was it just hey, let's get on the plane and watch this thing? Yeah, it was like it was kind of like, yeah, let's get out of here so when, so we can have time to land and watch the game because we don't want to be sitting on a plane the whole time not being able to watch the game. But I mean, I I mean, so like you get done with the game and you're like, all right, like one more thing has to freaking happen. And it was like UW can air it out. You know, but Washington State, you know, they do some pretty good things on defense. So it's going to be, it's going to, it's pretty, it's going to be an interesting kind of game. And so, I mean, obviously there are like a little bit of nerves going on there, but I mean, you know, UW's doing some good things up there. And we're just, we were Husky fans that afternoon. <laughs> we all yeah. were. Yeah. Huskies, uh, Beavers, and, uh, and Bruins. Um, you know, I made so- a joke on, on Twitter that, it had been a bad week for BYU fans because they had already lost four games and they had their team hadn't even played yet. Um, Cause everything was going right. for Utah fans. And uh, I saw a few BYU fans cheering against us, but uh, anyways, that's neither here nor there, but you know, that Washington state game, like you guys said, it was close for a while. That's a, that's a team that that's a good team. That Washington state team, they were at home. We saw that just a couple weeks ago, Bryson, when you got your first collegiate start, um, you know, and it was a fairly close game when, when we played them. I think, you know, we won by four points or so. Um, but th- it was no gimme for, for, for UW. And so, you know, I stayed up 
like Christian said, it was after midnight. I was exhausted, uh, but I refused to go to bed before, uh, you know, before that one thing, that thing went final. So uh, what, was, what was going through your mind week. then? You see the final score, 51-33. What was your reaction? Oh, once I seen they were, it, there was like four minutes left or something. It was like a two or three possession ball game. I was like, ah, it's over. So I went to sleep. I didn't. So I was like, all right, now I know we're going to the championship. And well, what I didn't think about was that the game was on a Friday because last year mm-hmm. we played we played Colorado on a Friday, so we had a week. So like in, in the fo- in the football preparation world, you know, there's you know regular seven days in a week. Mm-hmm. Well, this week we have six now, right? Because you play on Saturday, and now you got to turn around to play Friday. So now we have six days, and so we ended up having to come in on Sunday afternoon and kind of you know get things rolling. You know, you have to. You, you, you're already a day behind, so you got you kind of got to get a jump start on it and catch up, you know. So you, you make up the day you miss in preparation between, like, Sunday and Monday. So, like, what was going through my head was, you know, all right, we're in it. And so then I was like, all right, sweet. And then all of a sudden we wake up to a text. It's like, oh, yeah, meetings, 5 p.m. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, let's freaking go. Here we and go. So, yeah, my days, my days are all screwed up because, like, everything is so scripted and laid out, like kind of what you're doing that day. And so like today was a Wednesday practice. So in my mind, I think today's Wednesday. So like, I'm, I'm so confused that today's Tuesday, you know, because you, you just get flipped up into the schedule and the routine, the way you do things up there. And yeah, it just kind of screws your week up. The show goes on though. Oh yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about your performance specifically. Obviously we know Colorado, you know, they're, they're, the program's down. Um, you guys get a, a handy win. You win by, you know, 42 points, I think it was. Um, but you came in, um, you basically got the, the entire second half, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you come in, uh, your stat line, you went four or five for 45 yards. Uh, you know, it's 80% completion. You had, you had one touchdown. You had the first interception of your career, um, but you have a, you have a really good, uh, you know, uh, rating in QBR on the day. Uh, but you also had two great scampers, a um, couple 30-yard-plus uh, runs on the ground, showing off that uh, the versatility, the ability to, you know, to – I think a lot of times, you know, on that read option, they're, they're so hyper-focused. They think, oh, this guy is going to just give it. Um, and then you make that, that read and you scamper off. But talk to me about your day. How did you feel it went? You know, obviously you had the, the interception, which, you know, a little bit of a bummer, I'm, I'm sure, to throw your first. But uh, – you know, overall, well, it was so a, it was as good, soon as as soon outing. as it came as soon as it came off, I'm just sitting in my in my living room, like, all right, Bryson, settle down, buddy. You're you're good. <laughs> you got yeah. this. Relax, dude. Just breathe. The game is yeah, in the so, bag. So, I mean, as far as the performance, I mean, you know, I felt obviously pretty good about it. Obviously, there's the blemish. You know, to go on, your only completion is a freaking pick, and it's first one of your career, and it's against. A one in ten Colorado, you know that doesn't look. <laughs> I mean, it, it it could have been almost a perfect day, but you know, I at the same time, you know, you got to take take advantage of those game reps. You know, they don't come by very often, and so it's good to kind of see, you know, just different things you can work on. You know, that's kind of how that rolls when you get the opportunity to go in. You really kind of get the and you know, you can take every every snap, so you know, something to learn from. So, feel, yeah, I feel think Brett Favre's. Uh, who I'm, I'm assuming you've heard of, Brett Favre. Uh, his very <laughs> first uh, NFL rep, I think, was a pick six. I think he threw a pick six on his very first uh, 
ever uh, a pass attempt in the league. And so, you know, it, they're going to happen. You know, interceptions happen. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. What, what I liked is that you came out, you bounced back. You know, I think you completed all of or the rest of your passes on the night. Yeah, and the, um, the one pass that he – the beautiful 21-yard to Makai Cope for that touchdown mm-hmm. late, later in the third. I mean, it, it was it looked great to me. I watched it a couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, overall in your career, you, you've been very accurate, um, you know, to this point in your career. Um, you're a very accurate passer. You, you, you got the, like I said, you got the sneaky versatility um, on the run game. Um, talk to us about maybe a little bit about uh, how you feel you've progressed this season personally, um, you know, and, and things that you felt like, hey, this is an area that I've, I've gotten a lot better at this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely, you know, I've been in the games a lot more this year than ever. And I mean, kind of the mentality of everything, you know, like last year, you know, I was, I was still pretty young in the offense. You know, I, I, I'd only been there for about a year and a half. And so I, everything was kind of like a learning step, you know, it was my first season traveling, you know, it was my first time getting on the plane with the team and all that stuff. And so now this year, you know, it's a different mentality. You know, you've been here, you've done that. And, and then, I mean, getting onto the field, I mean, I, you know, I get in when we're blowing teams out and a lot of the times uh, you run this situational football concept called four minute and it's when you're you know you're bringing the play clock down you're you're having to control the the game and you know run the clock out and so i mean those are those are type of reps that i mean those are i mean you you can't i mean you you can kind of like what's the word like practice them a little bit like in practice you know but like then nothing gets as real as when you're in a game and you're having to bring that play clock down to under two seconds snapping the ball you know making sure if we have a directed run play that we're going to, you know, flip the right way and being able to take that play clock down, you know, so we can milk the clock out in the game. So, I mean, those are, those are type of things that I've been able to grow throughout this year. And obviously, you know, getting in and being able to see defenses live, you know, it's different when you're throwing against a scout team compared to when you're throwing to their starting defense, you know, you're able to kind of see the speed of the game and how things are kind of unfolding. And so, I mean, it's definitely been, a, a great a great year up to this point you know i looking forward to kind of what the future holds but i definitely say there, there's been a lot of growth in just managing the game and really kind of getting the feel for those in-game reps yeah no that's fantastic and and uh um i, w- I want to switch gears a little bit on you and talk a, a little bit about one of the other members of the quarterback room with you and that's cam rising mm-hmm. so yeah. um we talked about you know after the usc game you start that washington state game He's still, um, you know, struggling with the knee injury a little bit. Um, he, he came back and he looked a little shaky. Um, the Arizona game, at least, you know, by his standards, you know, Cam's a very, you know, accurate quarterback, uh, high completion percentage, but, um, you know, c- kind of pedestrian performances against Arizona and, and Stanford. Um, maybe, unfortunately, one of her his 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 worst performances at the the Oregon game. But he he came back against Colorado. I, I know again, Colorado's down. Uh, but he was he was damn near perfect against Colorado, and yeah. he just looked like, um, you know, at least you know his reads and um, you know things were looked a little bit um, you know a little bit sh- sharper, a little bit crisper. He had a uh, he had one rush, I think, that went for like fifteen yards or so. Um, looked pretty good on on that. Um, do you feel like he's he's getting back to the cam of old? Do you think that that injury was what was causing the you know, it was a couple of down weeks or what, what is your thought process there? 
yeah, I mean, we all kind of know what Cam is capable of doing. And I mean, I know, I mean, injury aside, when you take three weeks off of taking the snap in an in-game situation, you know, it's going to take a little time to get that mojo back, you know, like just like that Arizona game, you know, you said is probably one of his not best performances, you know, mm-hmm. it's sure, sure. You've got the injury, but you know, he wouldn't be playing. He wouldn't be playing if he wasn't comfortable being on that knee. And so I think he kind of puts that injury to the, on, on the back burner, but then at the same time, you know, you've had this mojo going on throughout the season. I mean, you ended, he threw for like 400 yards against USC and then he takes three weeks off, you know, like it, right. it, it's, you've got this momentum, you've got this groove you're in, the way you're feeling things. Like, I mean, I just think about him last year. He was he was groovy and he had his mojo to him and he was, you know, tearing things up. And so when you put that to a screeching halt, you know, you, you there's got, you know, you can't just come in, you know, taking three weeks off and being freaking absolutely perfect. You know, it's going to be, it's still going to have to be that, that process. In the game so it was great to see him, you know, really almost go perfect against Colorado. And I think that's kind of just like a glimmer of what we're going to see this upcoming week is the cam rising that everybody's known and what he's known for. Yeah. And like you yeah, mentioned, I mean, it's, it's difficult to know a hundred, like absolutely what we're going to see on Friday. Right. But like you said, it was almost perfect. He went 17 for 19 for 234 yards. I think that's expected. But at the same time, we've talked about this before with you when you have a game where it seems like uh, I don't know how you, a cupcake game. I don't. I don't want to like you know. But still, it it was expected. But it was it was absolutely clean, and so yeah. you know you would expect then that that will definitely help with his quote unquote mojo going into the game on Friday, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm excited. Because he's a, he's a baller, you know, and I'm excited to kind of see where he is and where he's at, you know. And I definitely think, you know, when you are dealing with an injury, you know, there are different, like, I mean, you do have to kind of adapt your play style to how you're feeling. And I, I just think progressively, I mean, I mean, I've just been seeing him getting better and better and better. So, excited. Yeah. And arguably, in my opinion, his, his best games um, – uh, literally of his his entire career, um, I think probably came in both of the USC games. The, the 2021 USC game, he played phenomenally. Um, and then again, 2022 is, you know, I think it's undoubtedly his best game um, of his college career. He had over 400 yards. He had almost 500 yards when you account for his rushing. Um, and, you know, that's the that's the team up this week. And, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But And I mean, it's, like, it's like be... you mentioned, the the – it's absolutely critical to look at those two games, like you mentioned, because the competition was significantly higher. I mean, you can point to Oregon in both of the games in the end of the season with, you know, week 11 against Oregon and then in the championship. But when you have a game that you are in control of the entire course of the game, it's a whole different picture than if you have that fight like you're talking about throughout mm-hmm. the game where where you absolutely don't know if it's going to be put away at any point. You just got to keep fighting and keep fighting. And, yep. and so like you mentioned, that's the dude right there that's that's getting it done when it counts, when it absolutely counts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who the hell? Like I, I said it already once and I'll say it again. Who the hell knows what we're going to see on Friday? 
But just like you, Bryson, just like you, Andrew, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. It's going to be amazing to be there. The environment is just going to be, in my estimation, just as electrifying from what we've been seeing uh, with uh, people talking about it, people getting excited about it. I mean, it feels it feels like it has that same, you know, electrification ahead of time that we saw in 2021. We're back. It's socialite time. Um, Andrew can't get enough of this segment. You know, we've <laughs> we've we've had we've had some different things going on, but we always got to come back to it because it's just fun. Um, you know, I uh, anybody who knows me knows that Christmas season doesn't start until after Thanksgiving. Friday, we put up the tree. Saturday, we decorated. Um, so it's officially Christmas season. So we thought we'd kick it off with, in our opinion, the best Christmas movie of all time. So why don't we start it out with you, Andrew? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's big shoes uh, to fill. It is. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. Obviously, there's a lot of children's Christmas movies. Um, we're all a big fan of uh, the Polar Express. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Jalen Dixon makes a cameo in in that movie. If you've seen his TikTok, <laughs> uh, Polar Express. Um, there's a lot of great Christmas comedies. Like uh, I'm a big fan of Vince Vaughn. Uh, he has one uh, four Christmases. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's the, the holiday. Yeah, the Family Stone is one I've I've uh, watched the last couple of years. That yeah, is, yeah. is really good. Then you have more of the classic comedies of like a Christmas Story. Um, one a perfect uh, movie. Yeah, a great one. And then you have like you know some of the more serious like wait you know, the script. wait wait don't you dare yeah. not mention Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Another another great one. Um, that's a fantastic one. I guess Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't, I don't know if that's it's it's, it's kind of a, a hybrid between. A, it's highly uh, debated. Is it? Yeah, a, I think a Christmas movie. Is both. it a Halloween movie? I think it's both. Personally, Bryson, um, what do you feel like? Oh man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna stick with both. Can't go wrong with saying both. Stick with both. <laughs> he doesn't want to make any enemies. Uh, and then yeah. you have the classic. Like it's a wonderful life, uh, um, miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, some more of those those older ones that are white fantastic. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, the older, you know, black and whites and, and things like that. Weird, I weird. absolutely love it's a wonderful life. Um, I think as far as the message goes, you know, it's fantastic. Um, you know, it it really puts in perspective the things that that matter. Uh, however, I cannot get enough of Vince Vaughn. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I laugh my ass off every time I watch it. Um, and Four Christmases is probably my personal favorite uh, Christmas movie. All right. Have you Bryce, seen it? Where, where do you stand on this? Yeah, like kind of like what Andrew was saying. There's definitely like different flavors of like mm-hmm. movies. You know, you have like the 
like the, the kids movies like i remember watching one called claws not too long like a couple of years ago i think that's a good one uh then you have like the, like the classic kind of funny ones you know like a christmas story that's always a good one you know you you have to during christmas time you gotta watch that one uh but I think one of them that I think is like that sticks out to me, one of these like sentimental ones, like kind of thoughtful ones. It's called Christmas Jars. It's a cute show. Christmas Jars. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm gonna look that it's up def- right now. Definitely like heartfelt, sentimental type type show. You're looking to cry maybe a little bit. That that's the move. But <laughs> yeah, uh, get in touch with like, the, the feel. Yeah, that 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 one that one's a feel good toucher, but. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I mean, that's that's always a solid one. I mean, I laugh every time watching that thing. And we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. It never gets old. Absolutely does not. <laughs> no. Yeah, I like I like where you guys are here. Um what about what about the Christmas horror movies like Krampus or the classic <laughs> Gremlins? My kid is uh, he just turned six, so he was five last year, and my brother in law thought it would be cool to teach him about the Krampus like <laughs> two nights before uh, Christmas, so, like the the eve of Christmas Eve, and he was like terrified of the Krampus. Um, <laughs> now he thinks it's it's kind of funny a year later to talk about the Krampus, but. But yeah. man, he was he was terrified of that. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, of those, but I did hear that they're they're making a Grinch movie that is a horror, and it's called. Um, oh, let me look it up really quick. Nice. It had a really good name. It was one of the the name. Oh, the mean one. Oh, really? Because uh, obviously that's you know in the song. Yeah, he's a mean one, uh, and it's a it's a Grinch uh, horror movie that's coming out this year. So, you know, I'll give it a shot, but, uh, but no, I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, the horror uh, Christmas movies. I leave those to, to, uh, to Halloween. Yeah. So other than the ones that we discussed, I think that um, the different iterations of Christmas Carol, like the classic Christmas Carol with uh, George, the Muppet, right, the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, the, um, Ooh, the I should have gone with that. That's a Christmas that's a Carol, good one, man. Yeah. Good ones. Um, but for me, the ultimate, absolute best Christmas movie of all time is Die Hard. That is yeah. that is the yeah. Christmas movie. I I I watch it every single year. And um, do, do you watch it on Christmas Eve or what's your? Just during like the week bef- the week before Christmas, the week of Christmas, week of so Christmas. like that seven days in that time frame. It could be Christmas Eve. It could be a couple days before Christmas. But yeah, that's definitely happening in my house. You know what? Um, you know what's another one that I forgot that I really like as far as Christmas comedies. Uh, have you guys seen Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It's that. Oh man, you got to check it out. It's with uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Jennifer Garner. But it's it's a it's instead of you know the tra- the, the traditional. Uh, uh, like Scrooge Christmas, uh, you know, Chris, what is it? What's that called? The Christmas Carol. Uh, Christmas, yeah. yeah. So instead of like the, yeah, it's his past girlfriends come to uh, to visit him in his, you know, in his <laughs> dreams that night, and it's just, it's a fantastic one. I, uh, that's a really good one. I, that might actually, man, that one in four Christmases. It's it's hard to choose. Uh, that's a really good one. 
That is good. Have you have either of you seen the the uh remake or the sequel to Christmas Story yet? I haven't. Oh. I was thinking about maybe watching it this year. Yeah, it's on I think it's on HBO Max if I remember. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on a list. Um you know, it it it's rated pretty high, I guess, and I've heard good things. We'll see. Because often you you'll you'll see those ratings and you're like, man, why did people like that movie so much? It was not good. But yeah, I mean a whole a whole big um list of of great movies. Um looking forward to what's that one with um Will Ferrell and um Ryan Reynolds that, that just came out too. Oh it's it was called on Spirited. Apple. Yeah, that one looks that one looks interesting too. But yeah, for me, like I said, the classic, uh, Die Hard, best Christmas movie ever made. Love it. But hey, um, let's have a discussion out on the uh, open in the uh, Twitter world. What's your what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Um, we'll debate it. We'll we'll uh, see how it goes. But um, you know, we'll keep the the social light going as long as we can. What is up, everybody? We are back. We're going to discuss some Utah versus USC Pac-12 championship. Woo! Right yes. now. That's, that that is sounded good. good. Right <laughs> we should have him do all the intro. Give that guy an NIL. Nice. Two deals at the same time, man. I like it. Respect it. <laughs> Done. Somebody, somebody needs to get him on doing the intros. You could, <laughs> you could be the guy that like does the voiceover for the movies. That was that good. In a world, fifty <laughs> on some some National Geographic. <laughs> yeah, like uh, so, uh, David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna need maybe an Australian accent though. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring Thomas. We got to bring Thomas on to do the, uh, <laughs> the Australian oh, yeah. accent. Got to, got to. Uh, Next year. So, number 11, uh, Utah. The, the college football rankings just came out tonight. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Bryson, but Utah was was ranked number 11. Uh, moved up slightly. Uh, USC is number four. So, they are feeling pretty good about their chances to uh, potentially go to the playoffs if they can get a win on Friday. Um, can, Utah, can, should we mention really quick, too, that you have a lot of upset Husky fans? Do you? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like yeah. if I'm a Husky fan, like I feel pretty good about my situation because if USC wins, you know, I'm going to the Rose Bowl, um, mm -hmm. you know, and whereas if they had to go play USC, you know, and they were to lose, you know, they they probably wouldn't wouldn't get to remember wouldn't the Alamo a, Bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, but they're no, they, a, a they they're spot. they're upset because we leapfrogged them. Oh, in the rankings, yeah. Correct. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're the better team, and uh, you know, we the tiebreaker <laughs> is what the tiebreaker was, and uh, we played a harder schedule, and you know, uh, they shouldn't have lost to Arizona State. That's what the that's what the the committee said. You know, the loss to Arizona State is what's sticking out. Um, you know, Utah's only you know only losses. They have two two losses to to top fifteen ranked teams, uh, fifteen or sixteen, something like that, uh, in UCLA and in Oregon. And then the only, only other loss we had was a quality SEC loss, which, as everybody knows, the committee actually – they actually move you up if you lose to a, a quality SEC school. So, so Utah <laughs> – We don't, we don't throw around the term <laughs> quality loss on this podcast. Except but when it comes to a, a matchup against an SEC team, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so let's, let's dig into this. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, USC feels – they feel pretty good. You know, you're hearing it from, from a lot of their fans. feel very – very confident, which is interesting because they got to get past the one team they couldn't get past this season, uh, and that's Utah. So, uh, Bryson, let's let's throw it to you, man. I mean, what's the feeling like in the locker room, in the building? You know, is it just is it anticipation? Is it excitement? Is it just business as usual? Give me give me your thoughts on the on the team and and the way uh, the way you guys are feeling this week. You know, I feel like a pretty normal way to say is that things are pretty business like, but I know that's not the case. I mean. You talk about when dudes don't get a weekend, you kind of go 13 days straight. Like, oh, that, that vibe might be down. Definitely not the case. I mean, we came in Sunday and we had meetings and uh, uh, team meeting walkthrough and stuff. And I mean, the vibe was just, I mean, you, you would have thought we had two days off and everybody's got all this energy. I mean, the vibe has just been great. The fact that we get to go back to the championship and, you know, go, go back after the crown. And, I mean, the vibe's been great. Everybody, I mean, especially today at practice, I mean, everybody was juiced up. The juice has been great. We've been getting some good work in with these practices. And I think business-like is definitely not the the word for the preparation that's going on this week. It's definitely juiced up. Well, I'm a fan well, of your business suit for Friday. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, they, they released the, uh, the uniform, red on top, or oh, red helmet, white jersey, red pants. Looked looked solid with the white face mask. Looked uh uh, looked very good. Um, you know, it, it almost felt like the, the season was over. And I guess this is maybe my perspective as a fan. I travel up to the Oregon game. Um, obviously, a disheartening loss. You know, nobody ever likes to lose. And, and, you know, a close game where we had a lot of opportunities. It almost felt like, oh, man, that's that's the season, right? You know, um, and then we, we already talked about it. We, we get the four for four perfect week, um, you know, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, you know, obviously thankful for that. Um, and it was like, boom, you know, Utah second life. So you guys, you, you come back into the, into the facility Sunday and you, you, know, you say, obviously you guys kind of feel that way that you guys got all this juice because it's, it's kind of like a second life uh, as it were. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, as your prep goes, um, we do have the truncated week, you know, you're down a day. So you, you say you kind of, you're squeezing yeah. Sunday and Monday there together. Um, you know, as far as prep for a, for a title game, do you feel like it's it's any different uh, other than maybe the the feeling or the buzz in the air? Um, you know, it, I mean, it's it's one game. It's win or go home. It's it, you know, there, yeah. there is literally no tomorrow. Tell me about that. This isn't your so, first yeah, rodeo, on. really quick. So, compared to last year, how is your prep comparatively? Where's your mind at comparatively going into this Friday? Uh, I mean, I mean that that's kind of it's kind of a a flip question because I mean like you're 
last year, you know, we're preparing for an opponent opponent that it was essentially a completely different defensive style. Mm-hmm. Like we have, you know, Oregon, you know, I mean, obviously we felt confident, you know, we, we kicked the living crap out of them two weeks before, but I mean, even just coming back and, you know, watching the film again and see, seeing what these guys are doing on defense, you know, like offensively, we feel very confident. And just from what I've heard talking to the guys, I mean, the defense is they're they're feeling great, you know, because I mean, I was talking to one of the, one of the players and they go, you know, we didn't play very great defense last time we played them. And so, you know, they're definitely looking to get some revenge. And I mean, honestly, our defense has been playing, I think better than they ever have. And you will not hear an argument from Andrew and I, you will not. They have been lights out since that last USC game. A hundred percent. And so, I mean, I, I mean, there's just, the, the, the preparation does, that doesn't change, though. Obviously, you know, there is the Buzz in the Air Championship, but, I mean, we we still treat Monday the same, Tuesday the same, Wednesday, Thursday, and then, you know, we travel Friday, but, I mean, that's just normal day schedule. But, uh, so, you know, I mean, things are treated the same. Obviously, you know, we, we had to kind of cram Sunday, Monday together, but, we, I mean, we were caught up by yesterday, and everything's just, I mean, everything's smooth. I mean, everybody's feeling great. They're juiced up. They're ready to go, so I mean, I'm I'm excited to be down there in Vegas for sure. Does playing a team for the second time, and we did this last year. Um, obviously, you guys played Oregon actually twice in in the span of two weeks last year. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we're playing USC for the second time in a year. Um, does that does that change the approach at all? Just because you you have that game film that you guys already, you know, where you actually matched up head to head. Or, you know, do you just have to kind of take it as a whole new game because, you know, that's what it is essentially and, and you're playing them, um, you know, a whole, you know, the same team but a whole new game or, or you know, what is that like? Uh, I mean, definitely th- th- there's a little bit of both in this scenario, you know, because you, you play the team back in week six. Well, it's week, what, 12 now? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to compare the team we were back in week six compared to what we are now, things have definitely changed. You know, they definitely had some, I mean, USC defensively, they've had some personnel changes. You know, the, I, you see a, a few new faces. They've got some different schemes and different things that they were doing against Notre Dame that we hadn't seen previously. So, I mean, it's you definitely have to be like, okay, this is what we were kind of seeing when we prepared from the first time. And so you're kind of match you're, – you're matching notes now. Like, okay, this is what's similar. This is what they've gone away from. And, you know, these are the new, the new things we're seeing. You know, you definitely don't – take your preparation lightly because you've already accumulated notes on them six weeks prior. You know, you definitely have to take this just as if you were preparing for a new team you had seen, and then you compare notes and kind of match them up to kind of, you know, cement in your mind what you're going to get this time around. So um, that's an interesting point. So last year, like Andrew mentioned, you played Oregon two weeks after you've got six weeks in between with USC. So do you feel like the advantage is playing them closer together or having more to review? Or do you think that there's a difference? I don't I, – I honestly don't think there's much of a difference just because, I mean, the defensive coordinator is going to have his schemes. He's going to have his tendencies still. And so, I, I mean, it's I, – I, I don't see there much of a difference. I mean, sure, you might get more so of the same things if you play them closer. But, I mean – any smart coach isn't going to show the same look twice, you know, that they just seen two weeks ago. And especially when you get beat 30 points the first time, you know, you're definitely going to want to try to change things up. So, I mean, 
every defensive coordinator is going to have different uh, approaches to the game. And so I think, you know, just you have to, you can't take a, any type of preparation lightly. You know, you got to make sure you're checking all the boxes throughout the week that you, you want to get done in the whole preparation process. And, you know, yeah, like I just said, you know, don't take anything lightly and prepare as if you hadn't played them before. Um, you know, so I think the big kind of uh, key statistic, which is probably the key statistic in most games, um, but uh, is is kind of the turnover battle. USC this year, um, they've been in a lot of really close games. They've they've they squeaked one out, uh, you know, against uh, Oregon State, um, you know, up in Corvallis. You know, they were on the losing end of a very close game against Utah. Uh, but they have a fantastic turnover margin. Um, and and really, um, I think last time you guys played, I think they actually beat us in the turnover. It was one zip. I think we had the one fumble. Um, and I don't think they turned it over at all. Um, do you feel like uh, you guys have, um, you know, uh, any more emphasis than normal on, hey, we got to force these guys to turn it over because that's something they don't do? Or, hey, we got we to gotta be extra clean because – these guys do not turn it over. So, you know, every turnover we, we as an offense give up, um, you know, really is going to swing that, um, that overall turnover battle. Um, or is that not even a thought? Uh, no, it's definitely a thought, you know, you definitely look at kind of the defensive production, what they're doing and kind of where they're at with things. But I mean, the first time around, I mean, they, their, their turnover numbers were very similar, but a lot of those times those turnover numbers can be a little skewed. Like, are they takeaways or are they give, giveaways? You know, is the quarterback just kind of chucking it up there to a receiver and hoping for the best? Or is it like a legitimate, like, okay, defense made it, you know, they made a good play. You know, uh, preparing for them the first time around, uh, I believe they played Rice in like week first week, I think. And I believe there was four turnovers. And so that's, that's definitely going to help those statistics a little bit, you know. And the last couple of games, you know, we, you know, we looked at the numbers on Monday. And they, they've been averaging about one, one or so interceptions a game. And so, obviously, you know, our goal is to keep that at zero for our game. And so, yeah, you definitely look at kind of turnovers because, I mean, possessions are huge. You know, you get anywhere from like 12 to 15, I believe, 15 on a crazy day. You know, you get around 12, I believe. And so when you take – when you turn the ball over, I mean, you just lost – you just gave away 10%. And so each turnover is definitely – I mean, there definitely has some weight to it. Doesn't mean you can't come back from it because, like you said, you know, we did have the fumble, and you know, we we didn't win the turnover battle, but we were still able to come out with a win. So definitely, it, it definitely doesn't help your chances for sure. It for sure doesn't help your chances, and we just need to make sure we're keeping the turnovers at a minimal, if not zero. And you know, I'm pretty confident in our defense. You know, they're they're like I said before. You know, they're playing great ball, and you know what when you start having that mojo and things are starting to roll your way, especially on a defense, you know, turnovers or turnovers, turnovers start coming. Do you think in your, in your opinion, do you think that's going to be the most important statistic this weekend? Um, you mentioned earlier third down conversion in a reference to another game. I mean, do you have a key stat that you maybe not in specifically to this game, but a key statistic that you think is, you know, quote unquote, the it factor, you know, tells the tale of the tape. Oh, I mean, I mean, flat out turnover margin, win and loses football games. I mean, I don't know the statistics, but I do know that like, I mean, every turnover you have increases their 
percentages by a ton. I mean, like the chances of winning when you when it's three to zero with with the turnover margin is like eighty percent. Like your your likelihood of winning when you are losing the turnover battle is very slim. I mean, there are a lot of important numbers. You know, you want to start talking about third down conversion. I mean, that's that, that's huge. You know, keeping drives alive and moving the ball. But then, the, you know, you want to talk about red zone scoring percentages. You know, like, are you scoring touchdowns? Are you getting points in the red zone? Or are you turning the ball over? You know, there's different things that kind of – there's definitely more stats. But I think at the end of the day, you know, turn of turnovers, the, those, those are – I mean, those are statistics. And, I mean, if, if, it's, if it's even, then I would move into third down personally. Well, I don't know if you want the stat or not, but as it sits right now for the 2022 season – Utah's plus a half and USC is plus 1.8 in the turnover battle. Yes. Per, and yeah, so per I, game. And, and Correct. like I said Overall. about that, and they, they do have some numbers that are skewed in that. that, that that's mm-hmm. what I was saying about that. But I mean, as, as a single game goes without the skewed numbers and stuff, turnover margins are, they, they do, you know, kind of paint a pretty good picture. But, you know, there's also other ones like third down and, and red zone scoring definitely kind of put that together. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're a quarterback. I think this game uh, features, you know, as the, as the QB ones, um, <clears throat> you know, in my opinion, I think these are the, the two best quarterbacks in the conference. You know, Cam Rising, I think he was the offensive – he was the he was a first-team quarterback last year. Uh, Caleb Williams, I think, is probably going to be – if not the winner of the Heisman, I think he'll probably be the the uh, you know uh, Pac-12 all you know first team all quarterback this year. Um, just some fantastic quarterback play uh, on display this week. Uh, you know we saw what Caleb Williams could do the first time. He he looked really really good um, in the first half, and we saw what Cam Rising could kind of do in the second half, and he looked uh, dynamic. You know, to me, it came down to you know Cam Rising almost just had like this refuse to lose uh, um, mm-hmm. you know mentality but cam as well um, and so you know as a quarterback I mean what's the preparation like going into this week I mean is it is it is it tons of film or you know is it is it just you know continue to do what we've done all season and 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 uh, just continue to, to get slightly better every week yeah so I think kind of what you said right there they actually go hand in hand you know, nothing, nothing beats the film study that you're doing throughout the week. I mean, you can sit here and look at numbers, what they're doing defensively on paper. Like, okay, we're getting cover two here, cover six here, man to man here. But at the end of the day, if you're not in there watching film and seeing what it's what it's looking like in the situations where they're running those coverages, and then then it, it does you no good. So film study definitely kind of it is a large majority of kind of what we're doing when what we've been doing. You know, you. It's not, it's not about changing what you're doing throughout the week because of the championship is just trying to find something to do a little bit better. It doesn't have to be anything super crazy, but always just finding something to do a little bit better. Well, we talked to you last year, at, or sorry, last game after the USC. Mm-hmm. We're talking to you before the game this time. And it was in a way, I mean, we know how the last one ended. Utah wins by one. You guys pulled it through. My prediction is it'll be it'll be similar, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a big big game for for Cam for the defense and you know exciting stuff, man. I I just 
I'm thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for the team and cannot wait to see you in Vegas. I'm excited to see you guys there. And I'm excited to hear, see all the listeners and that are going to be at the game as well. It's going to be freaking electric, man. There's nothing better than going down to Vegas and the youths travel well. The thousands of listeners are going to be in the stands. We are back for our, I don't know, we'll probably do one more, depending on how things go. But, um, you know, we're into championship territory. And so we're going to do a pick em, And um, we've been promising it. I've been promising it, but I'm terrible with homework. And so tonight, just before we recorded, I went and listened to our picks on... 2x so that i could get through it quickly and i am proud to say that uh bryson barnes our guest picker is um the top dog when it comes to uh correct picks um let's go way to go bryson head to head andrew (laughs) as far as the 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 hosts go as far as the uh, hosts go head to head Andrew versus Christian. Christian, 67 correct picks thus far to Andrew's 70. Ooh. Andrew, <laughs> and like, this, was, this was wild. Like, I got probably about halfway through the episodes. And, um, like, in the very beginning, Andrew was ahead by, like, two and then we went even, and then I went ahead by two, and then it was like back and forth until like the last <laughs> few episodes. And then Andrew, he got his gotta, as high as you like gotta play your, five. Bryson, I think you've heard this. You got to play your best football in November. Uh, <laughs> it, same thing applies to podcasting. You got to do your best podcast. You got to do November. your best work. <laughs> it's yeah. season doesn't it doesn't it only counts for now, so much. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, you know. November, that's where championships are won, Christian. That's where championships are won. So Speaking if you were which, if you were a betting man or woman, um, and you bet on Andrew, then you know hit up Andrew for your prize. But shouldn't the loser pay the prize? <laughs> no, that's not how we're doing. Okay, it. well we got we got five games that we're picking this week. We're picking the Power Five championships. That's um, right. We're gonna save the best for last. So we're gonna start with with the Saturday morning game. Um, 10 a.m. Uh, on ABC, it is the the uh, Big 12 Championship. You got number 10 Kansas State, number three TCU. Um, this is this is actually a, a very close game. This is, I think, the, the tightest game um, as as predicted by by Vegas. It's a two and a half point spread, um, which is the the closest uh, uh, spread. And and the ESPN FBI likes TCU by about fifty four percent to Kansas State forty six. A little um, surprising. This one, I think. Yeah, this one's being played down in Jerry World. They're at AT and T Stadium in, in Dallas. 
Um, Christian, we're going to start off with you. you start with um, me. Yeah, let's let's start with you. Let's go age before beauty. Um, who you who do you like in this game? Kansas State so, or TCU? This one, this one's an easy one. Um, I think that I went back and forth a little bit with TCU earlier in the season. I'm all in at, on TCU at this point. Give me TCU to easily handle Kansas State. Wow. Wow, I like it. Uh, Bryson, what, what's, what's your pick on this game? Yeah, I'm going to have to go TCU. Uh, TCU, they beat up on Kansas State earlier this year. And, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just going to take TCU. And I think if I remember correctly, each of us across the board chose Kansas State to win that The game. first time? The first time, really, and it, it was like I don't know, like I like oh, I said, yeah, dude, I, yeah. I listened to for an hour and a half. I listened to picks one after another, marking them down. So I don't remember, but yeah, that's what I think. Um, TCU scored uh, the last four touchdowns in that game. They were down twenty eight ten, and they scored four straight touchdowns uh, to win thirty eight twenty eight. What a wild uh, they, turn of events! Yeah, yeah, they they really turned on the the boosters there and took care of. But it wasn't State, like in the fourth quarter you had one touchdown. No, it was before to before half. Yeah, the half, the half, and then and that, a and that, the third, and that and was twenty eight seventeen, and then it was mm-hmm. all horn frogs the rest of the way in the second half. Right, right, um, and uh, you know what? It, it's tough to, to beat a team twice, um, and uh, you know TCU. Uh, it's Texas. It's Christians. It's two of the three things I hate most. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, that's exactly what you said the last time, <laughs> right? Give me, give me Kansas State uh, to win uh, this game and upset TCU. Throw some chaos into the uh, into the into college, the college football, football world. Absolutely. Um, moving on, we got the next up at two p.m. Um, we have the um, the SEC championship game. A little bit of an interesting uh, kind of turn of events with LSU winning um, the SEC West and Georgia winning the SEC East. Georgia's been an absolute kind of power all season. You have LSU, you know, uh, the ranked 14, Georgia at number one. Um, Vegas likes Georgia heavy, 17 and a half. Um, and ESPN FBI also likes Georgia by about an 83-17 split. Um, I'll start this one off. I think this one's an easy pick. I think the dogs are going to take care of business um, and, and probably throttle LSU. Um, Bryson, who do you got in this game? No doubt, Georgia. Yeah, same here. Um, last time I picked against the Bulldogs when we chose, um, that was – who was it um, for that game? <laughs> Georgia versus Tennessee. And I vote, and I I was going all vols, and this time I'm not going to make the same mistake. Georgia, go dogs! Dogs. Uh, next uh, up, we have Saturday uh, uh, evening. We got uh, games that will go on at the same time, head to head there at the 6 p.m. window. Uh, we have Purdue and Michigan. This is probably the biggest, in my opinion, even though it's not the biggest uh, spread. It's the, kind of the biggest letdown of a, of a championship game. The Big Ten is man. They got some really lopsided divisions. You have an eight and four Purdue team, um, which hasn't played in the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten title game since like two thousand. I think. I think it was back when Drew Brees was was a quarterback for the Boilermakers. Um, going ahead uh, against Michigan, who's twelve and zero. Vegas likes Michigan big, like sixteen and a half. 
and uh, FPI likes Michigan as well, 89 to, uh, to 11. Um, Christian, why don't we start with you? Uh, who do you like in the, the Big Ten Championship game? Um, easy pick. Um, I did not have them in the last game. What a surprise. Um, but yeah, this time I'm going with Michigan for an easy win against Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bryson, who you like in this game? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with Michigan, you know, Purdue likes to kind of sling that ball around and I mean, Michigan just kind of showed what they do to teams that like to sling the ball around. So <laughs> I think that kind of answers that. So Purdue, yeah. if, if they lose, will likely end up in the Rose Bowl, correct? So, you know, Purdue no. or Penn State. No, they take the next highest ranked team in the college football playoff rankings from the conference. So it would be um, theoretically Ohio State. Uh, however, if somehow Ohio State also snuck into the playoffs, um, then it could potentially be um, Penn State. But likely, likely Ohio State, um, unless you know some chaos happens and one of those top four teams loses, in which case I think Ohio State probably sneaks in and it's probably Penn State to the Rose Bowl. Interesting. Um, so obviously, keep an eye out there because that could, uh, you know, it could uh, affect Utah's bowl opponent. Um, last of the Saturday night games. Who's your pick? Have, Did you pick? I don't. I don't think you uh, picked Michigan. Yeah, sorry, Michigan. <laughs> easy, easy win. Boilermakers. Yeah, just no faith. Um, we got Clemson and North Carolina. This a uh, little bit closer of a game uh, in terms of, um, you know, the, the last two we've talked about. Vegas likes Clemson by about seven and a half. Um, ESPN FBI likes them about 78-22 uh, in favor of Clemson. Um, but it's this is, a, in my opinion, this is a much more uh, even um, game uh, than some of the others we picked. And these teams did not play each other in the ACC regular season. Um, so kind of a, a you know, first meeting for these two. Um, Christian, you want, want to start with you on this one? You don't want to, you don't want to go first? I mean, yeah. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want you to go first? So Bryce, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird to me um, that that um, they wouldn't choose more of a neutral field for this game. Um, Bank of America yeah, Stadium, yeah. right? I think down. it's 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 cho- it's chosen before um, the season. So oh, is that right? In the, yeah, so it's, it's. I think it's always played there. Oh, is that Charlotte? Charlotte's. Uh, Charlotte, the Bank North of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. Uh, I'm going for broke on this one. And. Um, what was the what was the FPI on this? <laughs> it was like seventy seven. Um, yeah, favored for North, to twenty two Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. I'm, it's Clemson is gonna win, and um, it's 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 gonna be an an easy game put away at the half. Um, I just uh, I wanted to let you know. So Clemson, South Carolina to Charlotte, North Carolina. It's about two hours and fifteen minutes, and Chapel Hill, North Carolina to charlotte um is about two hours and 13 minutes oh wow uh, yeah so 
So, so it's about um, sixes. You know, Charlotte's kind of like right dead center between the two schools. So interesting. Uh, little, yeah, very very neutral. So which uh, one's like, which one's closer? What were the uh, Chapel Hill? Uh, so North Carolina is about <laughs> two minutes closer than Clemson, um, which could make all the difference. You know, two minutes. Yeah. Is okay. I'm going to change it. I'm going to say North Carolina, Carolina wins. <laughs> you go North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm um, I'm literally going for broke. Okay. Don't let me down. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have it, and I'll go Clemson. Just so we're a little different there. Give you the chance to uh, to potentially redemption catch up. game. So um, that way, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, either I way, actually, like that. Only if I, was, I got both of them, that gives me two. Right, and, and it all, all comes down to the to the Utah game. That's the last. Which means that, that you have to choose whatever no, I don't. You choose, no, for that matchup. You want me to Bryson, I don't think Bryson chose for the Clemson North Carolina game because we got sidetracked cut completely off. <laughs> off the rails. Bryson's got to be able to hold on to his title as the number one picker. Hey, I'm gonna have to go with Clemson. You know, I'm looking through uh, North Carolina's schedule here. They are actually on a two-week losing streak, and you can say last week. So they're they due a win. Maybe had. Eh. Uh, if when you're losing games straight and then you just lose to a rival, I mean, you could say, okay, they already had their ticket punched to the you know conference championship game, so they weren't they kind of maybe looked past NC State, but it's a rivalry game. I wouldn't say you look past a rivalry game, and so when you're losing two straight, I mean, you're hoping for a win at that point. You know, you're not you're not preparing for a win. You're only lost by three though, Bryson. It, yeah, but man, it's a rivalry game, bro. Like a loss is a loss, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, both these teams have kind of hobbled in. Um, Clemson lost to South Carolina in a very close game uh, last week. Um, they had a couple wins before that, but they also lost to Notre Dame a few weeks back. Both these teams are kind of hobbling to the finish line here. Um, yeah, what a strange you know. turn of events. Where yeah, Clemson, Clemson like looks eight, so eight strong, and then like that. Notre Dame, cr- like, how do you get crushed? <clears throat> By Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. I mean, if Stanford can beat them, anyone can beat them. Right? That's wild. That's what I always said. Well, let's 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 round it out. Um, the most important uh, game that we're going to pick. Um, this is an interesting. Uh, there's an interesting note here. So, um, Vegas likes USC or has them favored by by three points. I think that opened at about one and a half. Or so I, it's moved. I saw the last hair. I looked, it was it was Vegas had them had the Trojans at one one one. I'm just favored looking at the by one app at the moment, um, which I don't know what spread they're they're using, but it's a, it's a it's a thin spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a neutral site. So sixty three you know, and we're, a we're half. To... Yeah, and, oh, for the over under. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I find very interesting, though, is the ESPN FPI, which is which is typically a pretty good indicator uh, or predictor of, of uh, um, you know, uh, games, really likes Utah in this game. 61.2% uh, to 38.8%. So about a 61-39. Uh, when I opened that the up the FPI. other day, a couple days ago, I was like, what? Wild. Yeah. And Bryson's you know, over there, like, what are you talking about? Of course, right? Of course, well, the <laughs> first time these these few teams played, they had like the I can't, I can't remember if it was like the Sagarin ranking or it was one of the rankings, and it was like forty one 
41.1 for USC and Utah was like 41.2 before we played. We were driving on the way to the game. Really? I was with my wife. And I remember turning to my wife and saying, hey, so we're, 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 uh, I, I said, we're one point better, huh? Uh, it was one tenth of a point. But, uh, and then it turns out we won the game by one point. It was just like this week. You know, I kind of laughed about it after the game. But, anyways, neither here nor there. Um, if an interesting, um, you know, split there between what uh, the the odds makers in Vegas are saying and what uh, the ESPN prognosticators um, are are saying there. Um, you know, I, I have a I have to imagine that we, we probably know where what team you're going to pick. So, uh, Bryson, let's kick it off with you. Uh, Whoa! Who's win in this no, no, week? no. We're not. <laughs> we're, no, 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 no. We're not yeah. going there. So I'll I'll go ahead and go. Bryson's going to take a back spending. seat for this pick. <laughs> you're not we're letting not him gonna, pick? We're not going to bad Look, luck this. This is no yeah. bulletin board yeah. material for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, oh, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously go with Utah for the win. Man, score. 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 This is this is where this sets apart the men from the rest. Um, I'm gonna go Utah forty eight, USC forty one. So touchdown. Boom. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you have a, as a, a high scoring game um, about identical. I think it was identical to, or was it 43, 42? It was 43, 42. Okay. So about, about the same for, for USC. Yeah. And um, that's, that's where I'm coming from is um, you saw, you, you saw a slinging game last, last time around. And I think uh, you'll see it again. On Friday, yeah, and and I am a little bit of a similar thought process. Although I think the defense uh, slightly better, Utah's defense I think is going to be slightly better. And Caleb Williams really caught him off guard that first game, got up the easy couple of scores there in the first. Um, but I think Utah's defense is really dialed in since then, uh, as Bryson kind of mentioned. You mentioned I know Christian. Um, so I, I I think I'm gonna go USC uh, 34. Okay. Um, and then Utah, um, Utah 40, a, a okay. six point, uh, really down to the wire. Um, I feel like it's gonna be one of those games where USC is gonna have the ball with the opportunity to win, uh, similar to to what. And then uh, CP3 Utah picks had. it off. And then I think Utah's defense is gonna <laughs> gonna finish it out. And uh, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be holding our breath there for a minute. I think this is gonna be a battle. I think these are two great teams. Um, I think Utah, top to bottom, I think you know all season long, I think they were the better team. Um, I think you know there's the ball just you know didn't bounce their way a couple of times. Um, you know, a couple of uh, very very slim margin uh, losses. I, yeah, I you you mentioned USC. that on the last podcast, which is you and I, that egg-shaped yeah. ball. It's an egg-shaped ball. It's going to bounce weird a few times, and, um, you know, I think it, it has. I think this week is going to bounce in Utah's favor. Um, I think this game means a lot inside that program for this coaching staff. Um, I think that <clears throat> you are going to see, um, you know, Kyle Whittingham and company leave out everything got uh, out on that field. Um, along with their players, and I think Utah 
is going to get their second Pac-12 title in, in as many years. Um, and I think the Utes get it done. I love it. Bryson Barnes, once again. Go, go Utes, baby. <laughs> he doesn't get a pick. He doesn't get a pick. <laughs> we, know, we know where your heart lies. But, man, this has been an absolute pr- pleasure once again to have you here with us, to be able to spend an hour with you and just be able to shoot the breeze, talk about football, talk about Christmas. Um, let's make it an early Christmas this uh, Friday, though, huh? Absolutely. Cannot wait to see you in Vegas. Uh, look for us in that, what is it, the southwest corner, right? Is that where we're at? I have, I have no idea. Section 126. Yeah. Um, when Utah wins, find me on the field just trying to sneak in and have security field. again. <laughs> yeah. so, well as everybody knows this is a utah podcast and as always go utes go utes go utes